Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What is going on, Nuggets Nation? It is Anilo Piro back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Hope everybody is doing well here on this Monday after Christmas. I hope everyone had a good festive holiday uh, outside of the Denver Nuggets losing that brutal game to the, to the Los Angeles Clippers on Christmas. Uh, I'm doing well, just uh, hanging out here at my casa before I uh, get ready to go on down to the Kansas tonight to watch the Denver Nuggets face off against the Houston Rockets in the third game of the season. I am Anilo Piro, your host of this podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very, very much for joining me. If you guys want to follow me along social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. That is at Media by AP. And uh, a good episode today because there's a couple pressing topics. Obviously, the season just now getting started. And uh, it hasn't necessarily been the hottest start for the for the Denver Nuggets out of the gate. So it uh, should be a good episode here as the Nuggets are still in search of their first victory of the season. And it just so happens to come, you know, they're going to play a game tonight against the Houston Rockets, uh, who obviously are known for their play style and having all-star superstar uh, James Harden running the show as their front man. And you know, unless you've been living under a rock, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mother knows at this point that follows the NBA that uh, James Harden is unhappy with his current status with the Houston Rockets. Obviously, uh, it's been this way for quite a while. Um, maybe not this bad, but I mean, you you, you kind of saw the fractures in the uh, foundation here for a minute. Obviously, the Chris Ball situation didn't work out in Houston. They traded him. They bring in Russell Westbrook. That doesn't work out. And, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks here before the regular season got started, we uh, heard that James Harden had formally wanted out of Houston. And there's been just a ton of uh, lingering just information that's kind of come out since. So we'll, we'll dive into all that here uh, on this installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. But, uh, you know, if you guys are listening to this, you're probably listening to this podcast before the game because the reason that I want to bring you these pods ahead of time, uh, ahead of the games, is because we're going to talk betting. And, uh, you know, I'm two for two so far on my bets this year. I'm giving out a pick against the spread every night, and I'm making a pick on the total, uh, the over-under total as well, for every single Denver Nuggets game this season. So two for two. I am 0 for two in my picks against the spread, and I am uh, 2-0 and in my picks on the over-under total. So, um, you know, you are breaking even right now if you're following my picks. So uh, not the worst thing in the world, but hoping to get on a little bit of a hot streak here. Like I said, as we get to uh, know a little bit more about this Denver Nuggets team, who they are, how they play, uh, and how they're going to transition without some of those key players from the bubble run that we saw uh, over the course of the summer. So if you guys are interested in the sports betting stuff, you can check out my work online. 
at denversportsbetting.com. In addition to my duties here at milehighsports.com, I am a partner over at Denver Sports Betting, uh, working with my man Ryan, former Bronco Rod Smith, and we're just looking to inform and educate the local Colorado sports betting community uh, about sports betting, covering our local teams from a betting perspective. And you know, now that I'm doing this podcast here for Mile High Sports, it's, it's just kind of like a natural carryover. I'm able to weave in a little bit of betting here and there and also just look at this from a traditional uh, coverage standpoint. But if you are interested in the betting ap- aspect of it, you know, now that sports betting is fully legal here in Colorado, uh, go ahead and DM me on Instagram and Twitter, guys, at Media by AP. That's at Media by AP. I've signed up and I've played with uh, a handful of the books around town. I've played with the big ones. I've played with the small ones. Uh, and I really feel like, you know, just also being working in the sports betting industry, I really feel like I'll be able to give you guys the best sign-up bonuses, the best options possible, depending on what you're looking for from a sports book. So be sure to follow me on those social media outlets, guys, at Media by AP and on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Like I said, I want you guys to interact with me on there. We're going to be winning some money together. So, um, you know, we're going to get on a little bit of a heater here. So uh, I want to hear what you guys are thinking. If you got any prop plays, anything like that, any questions, hit me up on those social channels, guys. This show is going to grow as we grow together. So be sure to hit me up on those channels and and get involved with the show. So uh, let's dive right into it, though. And and let's start start with James Harden, um, because I think that this, this is the big talking point. Um... He is an elite level player. There's no way to slice that. He's a top, he's a bona fide top five player in the NBA. You know, for the most part. You know, do you want to maybe take him out of that category this year because of everything that's been happening? Sure, but I mean, he just went for forty four and fourteen against Portland in his first game back of the season. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy in James Harden that is still in you know the ripe prime of his career. Not much longer. Thirty one years old. I believe he's thirty one years old. Um, you know, so he's probably got what another one or two, maybe three prime apex seasons of James Harden left in him before he's going to maybe hit that decline and, you know, enter in his mid-30s and the latter stages of his career. Um, So, you know, the fact that he wants out of Houston means that there is a game-changing type player that is available via trade on the market right now. Um, I don't know who the last player that was made available. I mean, you could say Anthony Davis, you know, of course, is in that atmosphere, but I mean, that was pretty much a done deal that he was going to go to the Lakers. I mean, there was conversations about the Bucks, and obviously there was conversations about the Knicks, but I mean, come on. Did anyone really think that was going to happen? Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard was a free agent when he signed with the Clippers. Um, I guess the tra- yeah, the, I mean, the trade to Toronto, I guess you could say, you know, it's, it's just basically what I'm trying to say is, you know, players of this nature, of this caliber, you know, don't come around very often. Um, you know, you look at the Kawhi Leonard types of the world, um, you know, these instances, Chris Paul, you know, although he's later on in his, his career, you know, just to have that type of player, you know, that type of guy who is, you know, had an experience, just a tremendous, a tremendous amount of success in his career, um, you know, become available via trade. It doesn't happen very often. You know, Jimmy Butler is another guy that you can look to in this instance. And, um, you know, look at the teams that have made some of these deals. And, you know, for some of these teams, it's worked out damn well. I mean, Oklahoma City last year with Chris Paul, you know, they got, you know, they made a playoff run, you know, and I know they didn't win the championship or get to the conference finals, but I mean, they, they advanced a lot farther than I think anybody thought they were going to, uh, myself included. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, while it didn't work out in Minnesota, you know, he uh, got them to the playoffs. Once, you know, and they haven't been back to the playoffs since Jimmy Butler left. Um, you know, so these impact type of players, you know, they don't come around, you know, every day, every week, all that kind of stuff, especially uh, in a fierce NBA right now. So, um, 
Why am I talking about this? Because you've probably heard the rumors by now that the Denver Nuggets and Houston Rockets have had... They've just been linked together. I don't want to say... I don't want to be wrong. So I don't know if they've had conversations. All I remember... All I know is from Nuggets Twitter, NBA Twitter, and reading the story myself that Brian Winhorst of ESPN.com linked the Denver Nuggets to James Harden at the end of his story a couple of weeks ago. Um, Nothing concrete. There was no necessary... Like, there's no been... There hasn't been any, you know, hardcore discussions of what a trade might look like between the two teams trade targets aren't close um you know it, it's it's not the nuggets are probably on the list of teams they're not even on james harden's list you know james harden's given out a list of teams or cities that he'd like to be traded to you know the miamis of the world phoenix is on that list um we saw portland get added to that list obviously brooklyn philadelphia you know these are teams that are very high on his list and denver is not one of them and um could that change? Sure, but I don't know if Denver's in the mood, of, you know, in the mindset of trading for a superstar like a James Harden just to see him walk in free agency here in the not too distant future. So, um, you know, I think so long as there's no concrete link between and a credible link at that. I'm not just talking some low level NBA reporter. I'm talking, you know, the Windhorse, the Woges, the Shams, uh, the Mark Steins of the world locally. Even you know the Mike Singers, the um, Matt Moores of the world, TJ McBride. You know, these are the guys that if there is any information on a local level to give out regarding that situation, I think uh, I think that it's going to be coming from one of these guys you know it's probably going to come from the national outlets as well so uh, i'll do a little bit of digging you know and i think uh, it's just so convenient that they play the rockets tonight because you know the nuggets are now off to this zero and two start jamal murray has played very very poorly out of the gate uh james harden's situation has clearly not gotten any better um in houston and you know just one has to naturally wonder if there's going to be some sort of conversation, you know, and I, you know, what? I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to say, you know what, there, there probably is going to be some sort of conversation held if it hasn't already happened uh, between Tim Conley and the Houston Rockets front office, uh, assuming that there's some sort of a facilitator here in, in town. I don't know if the travel restrictions, you know, prevent the front office from traveling and all that stuff. I think I saw Steve Ballmer in the stands for the Clipper game. I could be wrong, uh, but sitting on the Clipper side, um, I'm pretty sure I saw Steve Ballmer. So, you know, I would think that some members of the front office would be um, traveling with the team along throughout the season. Um, if they're not, I'm assuming, you know, they're going to be involved with the day-to-day operations of the team. So a, a phone call to Tim Conley uh, or the front of the rest of the Nuggets front office can't be all that difficult to make. And, you know, it, it just makes perfect sense that, you know, with these two teams playing each other right now, you know, obviously Harden being in the city, you know, you would, one would just naturally think, right, that there's probably going to be some sort of conversation had between the two teams, Uh you know, about the uh, potential framework for a deal. Does that mean a deal is going to get done? Absolutely not. Does that mean the Denver Nuggets are close to trading for James Harden? Absolutely not. But I mean, you'd be remiss if, you know, uh, I think all of these NBA executives are a leave no stone unturned type of guy. Um, So, I mean, you know, I, I absolutely fully expect the Denver Nuggets and the Houston Rockets to at least have some sort of basic conversation about a, a potential trade for James Harden. Whether those trade talks go anywhere, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen because it doesn't seem like the Nuggets are in the position to want to give up the proper assets or, or the kind of assets that it would take to facilitate that type of trade. Um, but I, I would assume that Tim Conley would uh, would want to listen, you know, at some point uh, to what Houston has to offer. You know, for for the reasons that I just said. So let, let's let's look at this from the Nuggets perspective, right? And before the season started, I was of the opinion that there's absolutely no way in hell that you trade for James Harden if you plan on retaining Jamal Murray because the Denver Nuggets will not, there's no basketball team in existence 
that will coexist, that will work and function, that has championship aspirations with one that has Jamal Murray and James Harden in the same starting lineup with Nikola Jokic. So if you're going to trade for James Harden, like, I mean, maybe MPJ is the more sought after player potentially from Houston's perspective, but trading for that type of player in James Harden truly makes zero sense if you plan on retaining Jamal Murray. So I think that's kind of the starting point. So then I think it comes down to your evaluation of Jamal Murray, your evaluation of the Nuggets, your evaluation of the Nuggets window. Do you think that they can compete? Because trading for James Harden, like if Denver traded for James Harden this week, that is a win now move. The Nuggets window, which at this moment you can say is, you know, open for five, six, seven years, that, that timetable is now shortened to probably two or three years. But the potential, I think, is a lot higher in the short term. Potentially, potentially. So uh, let, let's just talk through it all because at the end of the day, like I said, I think any trade that involves... I mean, we don't even need to talk about Michael Porter Jr. here because there's no way that Denver's going to talk... I, I don't think Denver's going to trade Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. That's just it, for James Harden. That's not happening. It's going to be a one or the other type situation, in my personal opinion, if this type of deal were to come to fruition. And if you're looking at it from the Nuggets' perspective, I think it makes a lot more sense to trade somebody like a Jamal Murray, just given the, the contradiction in play style uh, that would occur if both of these guys were sharing the court together. Obviously, you worry about MPJ's uh, injury history. He's not as proven as a commodity as Jamal Murray, but he fits your mold better with, okay, If it, here's your big three, Harden, MPJ, Jokic. Um, you know, that's a potential big three right there that I think can potentially coexist and have great success if James Harden is willing to change his play style and, you know, just alternate a little bit um, to his game. So now that the, the big question here, if you're the Denver Nuggets, in my personal opinion, is if you're Tim Conley, I think you need to take a really hard, long, long look at making this trade. Um for a couple of reasons, because I mean, I've been talking about it, you know, a player like a James Harden does not come across the spectrum or come across the trade market or anything like that very often. And in my personal opinion, James Harden, like I said, is a top five player. He's a guy that would, I mean, he might be your best player on the, I mean, I can't say that. Nikola Jokic is truly the most phenomenal player I've ever seen with my own two eyes. But I mean, you're talking about a real legitimate 1A, 1B, 1-2 punch with your superstars. I mean, that would be a LeBron James AD-esque or KD Kyrie-esque 1-2 punch in regards to superstar power. Uh, a Jokic MPJ, or a Jokic and um, James Harden dynamic. The question is, is the potential Jokic-Harden-MPJ dynamic enough to overcome the Los Angeles Lakers or the Los Angeles Clippers or the Brooklyn Nets in the next two to three years. If that's assuming you could re-sign James Harden, assuming you trade for him, which I don't think it's going to be very likely because I don't think he wants to play in Denver. But if you're looking at it from a pure wins and losses and how how can we you know maximize our potential as a basketball team in the short term? I mean, James Harden is going to give you more potential, you know, than you've had in the last three, you know, in the entire, you're going to have the most potential ever to win a championship by trading for James Harden this season, ever in Denver Nuggets history. I mean, maybe you can make the argument. Of, I wasn't watching. I was very young. You know and I mean? Look, I'm a younger guy, so I, I didn't grow up watching the Nuggets team. So, I mean, maybe I'm a little far-fetched when I'm saying this, but just looking at it from a modern NBA perspective and just looking, you know, knowing the Nuggets as I do. I mean, I would think that they were that would be the most talented Denver Nuggets team we've ever had. That would be 
the most star power Denver Nuggets team you'd ever have. And, and star power is what wins you championships. At the end of the day, star power is what wins you championships in the NBA. You know, as much as I love the team continuity route that the Nuggets are going, I don't, I've, I've said this for years, for years, three to four years I've been saying this, that on their current trajectory as it stands right now, I was saying this in the bubble too, the Denver Nuggets are going to be no better than they were during the era of George Carl. They're going to be able to beat up on these teams during the regular season, but when the going gets tough in the postseason and the pressure's cranked up, I worry about the Nuggets' ability to take their game to another level. And you know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe now you're going to point out. It's funny because you know you can essentially make the same exact argument of James Harden and his greatness. His greatness is based in the regular season. He's a guy that has never um, you know experienced tremendous success in the postseason. He's never been a dominant MVP type of player in the postseason. You know, but he's also never had a playoff, or he's never had a, a player of that caliber like Nikola Jokic next to him. He's always been the guy. You know, whereas I think in Denver, you know, you can look at James Harden. Does he want to take a step back? I don't think so. But you know, he has a reliable option next to him that is on his level. So I just wonder how that dynamic would shake out. But then you also kind of you present yourself with the problem of you're going to have two players that are cons- that are not considered closers in the eyes of court in the in the eyes of the court of public opinion. Nikola Jokic has been you know, waxed for his um, inability or a lack of desire that sometimes, you know, comes out or his willingness to make the pass first instead of shoot with the game in the line. And as I just said, James Harden, he's kind of become a ghost at times in the playoffs. So these are two players, Nikola Jokic and James Harden, that if you were to pair them together, you know, would have, as it stands right now, the reputation for being a little bit soft in, in late games. So, um, I don't know though. I, I, like I said, I just think that if you do consider the trade for James Harden, you know, like I said, I don't think you've had any more potential than you do in this season and next season, you know, and, and maybe in, in years future if you can retain him to win an NBA championship. I think if you trade for James Harden for the first time ever, ever, I think the Denver Nuggets are considered a legitimate threat to the title, you know, in an NBA season. I think, you know, last year the Nuggets were a good story. You know, back when Melo was here, the Nuggets were a damn good team. But, I mean, were they getting past the Lakers? No, and they never did. Um you know, and I, I, I think, uh, you know, getting a player like a James Harden who has that sex appeal, you know, to the court of public opinion, I think that, uh, you know, like I said, the court of public opinion doesn't win or lose ball games, but um, it, it means something. It's a morale boost. You're going to get more eyeballs on you. You know, your players are going to be motivated, assuming you can be in here and be a proper teammate. Um, like I said, James Harden, the person is awful. Uh, James Harden, the person is not a kind of, I mean, you don't really want to bring him in right now. I mean, there's reports that he's throwing balls at teammates and he likes to go to Vegas on off days. And, you know, I also read, I heard on the radio that part of the reason that Russell Westbrook ended up leaving is because he was so baffled by just the way that Harden was able to run the ship down there in Houston. So, you know, you're not bringing in a high character player in James Harden necessarily, but you are bringing in a guy that I think can really take your team to the next level, you know, take your team to the next step and get you on that pedestal potentially with teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers in that same atmosphere. And I think if you're the Nuggets, you have to seriously consider that. And like I said, and the other reason I think you have to consider that is I don't know what we have in Jamal Murray yet. And this is the biggest part about it, because if you would have asked me, look, I mean, I've had this conversation with numerous people. Back when Jimmy Butler was on the table, people were asking me, would you trade Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and someone else or a pick for Jimmy Butler? And I said, absolutely not. I said, how are you going to trade this, you know, at the time, 21, 22-year-old guard, you know, that really hasn't even had a chance to showcase himself, right? You know, but now fast forward a couple of years, we've, we've seen Jamal Murray. You know, we've seen what he's been able to do. And albeit he is still young, 23 years old. Uh, you know, we saw what he did in the bubble. And we, but we've also seen what he does in the regular season. And at times, it can be extremely underwhelming. And, you know, 
the reality of the situation is sometimes it's a what have you done for me lately type of league. And Jamal Murray has been not just bad, he's been dreadful. He's been putrid. Putrid. He's been absolute. He's been almost unplayable on offense for the Denver Nuggets so far out of the gate this season. I mean, he has just really, really struggled. I think he put up over two, put 22 points the other night against the Clippers. But I mean, the amount of open shots he's missing, just the lack of ability to knock down shots and just be consistent. The Jamal Murray that we saw in the bubble, I, I don't know what happened to that guy because we are not seeing him here in the early going of the season. And the unfortunate part of that is this isn't the first time. We've seen Jamal Murray get out to slow starts before. We've seen him struggle. We've seen these inconsistencies before, and we've seen how it's hindered the Nuggets. Now, maybe it's the reverse James Harden in the sense that, you know, Murray's going to be a guy that maybe is a little up and down during the regular season, but when you get to the playoffs, he takes it up to the next level. Great. But it's a little concerning, you know, if you're the Denver Nuggets front office, if you're the Denver Nuggets just in general, if you're a fan, I think to like sit here and be like, yo, like, like, you know what you're going to get in the playoffs because you've seen it before, but, like, you're sitting here like, yo, Jamal, like, why can't you do this against the Sacramento Kings in the regular season? You know, and, I mean, consistency is huge. Consistency, in my opinion, is going to be, you know, absolutely essential for this Denver Nuggets team. And if you want to win a lot, a lot of regular season games and be considered a, you know, upper echelon team here in the Western Conference, and the Nuggets, where they are right now, you know, they are considered that. You know, they should be an upper echelon team in the Western Conference. But I think if they want to potentially take their games to the next level, you know, I think you definitely have to consider making a move for somebody like a James Harden. Um, because like I said, these these types of guys do not come across, uh, do not come available very often. And Jamal Murray, like, I just don't know... I mean, I've seen these games up close in person. Like, Nikola Jokic is out there playing with a different intensity than I've seen him play with before. And it's just the rest of the team isn't matching it, you know? You can make, you know, okay, the second unit, you know, they're still learning. But there's really just no excuse for Jamal Murray to struggle out of the gate. I guess that's what it kind of boils down to, is there's really no excuse. Jamal Murray's getting paid over $25 million a year now. The the new contract extension has kicked in. He is being paid as one of, he's being paid as a top guard in the NBA. He's making 20 plus million a year. You cannot have these types of performances out of Jamal Murray. It's just unacceptable. And if this is the type of performance that you're going to continue to get on a night in, night out, night in, night in, night out basis, I know he was fantastic in the bubble, but I mean, that's, that's infuriating. How do you expect to contend for a championship? How do you expect to be taken seriously? How do you expect to have confidence going into these big games if, if, your, be- if, one, if your second best player isn't consistent? Why not go out and potentially trade for someone in James Harden that is literally guaranteed to put up 40-plus a game on most nights? And you have someone, you pair him with somebody like Nikola Jokic, it'd be, it'd be the best, it's the best passer with one of the most prolific scorers we've ever seen. So just from that perspective alone, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense from a fit. His personality sucks. But when it comes down to it, man, I want this team to win. You, know, you want the Nuggets to win. You want the Nuggets to contend for a championship, right? That's what it's all about. And I, I just look at James Harden as this player that can really potentially take this team to the next level. And maybe Jamal Murray is that guy. I absolutely think he can be that guy. And, and he's young. Yes, he's just 23 years old. It's going to take him probably another two, three years to really get into his own, you know, as an NBA guard. So, you know, that that's great. But I mean, how much longer can you play for the future? You know, like how much longer can you say, oh, you know, next year is our window or, or you know, the window opens next year or, oh, you know, this, you know, we're, we're going to be a year older, we're going to be a year more mature, you know, next year, so we're going to be better because of that. You know, no, that's that's BS sometimes. You know you know what that's good for? That's going to be good for a top five seed in the Western Conference every single year, and it's going to be good for a disappointing playoff run every single year. It's the same story. 
whether you like it or not, the NBA is not like baseball, it's not like the NFL, it's not like the NHL, there is no parity in this league. And that's what's so crazy to me, is that the NBA still continues to have all these mass fans and like the young people, they clamor to it, but it's the best team always wins! I mean, the best team always wins. I mean, come on. It, it, there's just there's nothing surprising about the NBA. And that's why it's not surprising that the Denver Nuggets have not been able to win a championship. It's not surprising that the Denver Nuggets are not considered, you know, a top-tier team in the eyes of many people. You know, it's, it, it's not surprising that the Nuggets are, you know, ranked below teams like the Clippers, ranked below teams like the Lakers. It's not surprising. Because they've never given, they've never shown anything to suggest otherwise. Sure, have they had good runs? Sure, have they had good games? Sure. But when it comes down to it, they've never, never hoisted a championship trophy. They've never come close. They've never come close to solidifying themselves as truly one of the great franchises or having one of the true great players in the game. They might have that right now in Nikola Jokic. And I understand that you don't want to mortgage your future with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris, but... Damn, man, you've got an incredible player in the prime of his career right now. And if you pair him with another incredible player, who's to say you can't make magic happen and win a title? Who's to say that? I don't know. Like I said, I don't think James Harden is coming to Denver. I just think that... I just I just don't want to look back in 10 years and, and be like, you know, Jamal Murray, yep, good player. Jokic, yeah, good player, but no rings. You know, no, or, you know, you didn't even, you know, you didn't even sniff it. Um, that's just how I kind of look at it. And if you're the Nuggets front office, you know, there comes a time and a place where if you stay along this trajectory, sure, does the window potentially open to the max in two, three years? Yeah. But will that window be as open as it could be with James Harden? I don't know. I don't know if Jamal Murray's ever going to be a James Harden. I don't know if he's ever going to be that good. He could be better for all I know. But you know right now that James Harden is one of the best players that we have seen in the National Basketball Association in the last 10 years. And if you have an opportunity to go get him and not have to give up your best player, I don't know how you don't consider that. Uh, I mean, I think if that, if that moves happen, if that move happens, the defense is going to, I don't know. It's just, ugh, it's strange. But um, let's take a look here at Twitter. I ran a poll on my social media, at Media by AP, before I started this podcast, actually two hours ago now. And um, let's take a look here at the results. The question was, do you want the Nuggets to trade for James Harden? No packages, nothing like that. Just simply, do you want the Denver Nuggets to trade for James Harden? Yes or no? And, to nobody's surprise, a whopping 74% of the votes coming in on the no side. So just 26% of voters would like to see the Denver Nuggets potentially trade for James Harden. It seems like a lot of people are on the same wavelength in the sense that they don't want a player like a James Harden. They don't want that type of attitude. They don't want a ball hog. Uh, they don't want a guy that likes to go to strip clubs. And <laughs> for being honest, Denver does not necessarily have the uh, most lively strip club scene here in town. Not the best nightlife in town. I don't think James Harden would uh, necessarily feel all that at home here in Denver, if I'm saying. Maybe weed's his thing. Who knows? You know, I, I don't know. But if, if he just wants to come and, you know, do that, you know, maybe maybe Denver's a good opportunity. But, I mean, if he wants to party, if he wants to go out and get rowdy and go to strip clubs, this is not the city for him. Denver's a very low-key city. We shut down uh, relatively early, especially in the era of COVID. Um, you know, he's definitely better suited for the Phoenixes and the Miamis and the Portlands of the world, if that's his cup of tea. If he If he's more... If he puts more emphasis into entertainment and lifestyle than winning basketball games and trying to win a championship. 
because that's what the Niners are trying to do. So let's take a look here at the game tonight, though. Um, and again, if you guys have any uh, further thoughts on this topic, you know, should Denver trade for James Harden? I know I'm going to be talking about it all throughout uh, the season, so long as he's still a member of the Houston Rockets. Uh, be sure to follow me again on social media at Media by AP. Oh, look at this. The homie Will Peterson. He used to do a show over at My Life Sports. He's uh, digital dude at Nine News. Kent Denver grad and uh, a Mizzou grad as well. He just put out on Twitter one minute ago. James Harden is in Denver tonight. Should Tim Conley make sure he stays in Denver? And he gives you three options. Yes, no, and dude, stop. Let's see. With eight votes so far, dude, stop. Leading the way at 49%. Uh, Will Peterson, and I might have to get him on this podcast, you know, because he is on the same wavelength as me, I think, in, the, in regards to recognizing potential and, you know, you know, willing. To, that's the other thing, man. Like, I mean, how many great success? Like, you gotta take damn chances. You gotta take these damn chances. I mean, you can't just play for tomorrow all the time. I mean, every great success story has some sort of chance. You gotta take some sort of leap of faith, right? And I'm not just trying. I'm not saying that this is it, but I mean, what player in the next two to three years is gonna become available that's better than James Harden? Who? Zion, no. Luca, no. Trey Young, no. I, I mean, seriously, I, I just I don't see any player, you know, and especially when you swung and missed on Drew Holiday. And I mean, that's the other thing right now is Drew Holiday would have been the perfect addition for this Nuggets team this year. My God, they got to get Gary Harris on the bench. Uh, you know, you whiffed on Drew Holiday, and now you got someone in James Harden that. Whether you like it or not, folks, is a, is a difference maker, uh, an X factor and a total difference maker. So we'll have to see how it plays out tonight here on the hardwood with the uh, Denver Nuggets and the Houston Rockets that to go at it here tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off. And let's preview this bad boy because it should be a damn good basketball game. I think, uh, you know, Nuggets still searching for their first win of the series or for the, of the season, excuse me. And, uh, you know, the Rockets, no, they're kind of just in this weird state with the new head coach and James Harden just kind of doing whatever the hell he wants to do. So um, maybe you want to bet the over on James Harden points tonight. Who knows? Um, but, you know, we don't, need to, we don't need to beat a dead horse here. You know, Denver's just been really, really bad here through the first couple of games. And uh, another test here tonight against the Houston Rockets, you know, a team that is probably going to make the playoffs if James Harden is still there. And... Uh, you know, are, are they a top three seed in the Western Conference like they were a couple of years ago? No. Uh, are they still a damn competitive team in the Western Conference? Absolutely. And, and because of that, I don't think you can sleep on the Houston Rockets in this game tonight, despite the amount of injuries and just turmoil that they're currently dealing with due to COVID-19. Uh, some big names that are out tonight, guys. Ben McElmore, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, and John Wall all out tonight due to uh, various complications with the team's COVID situation. I'm not sure if McElmore is part of that. I know that um, DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall are both out due to the COVID thing. Um, but Ben McElmore, might, that might just be an injury. Um, but he's out tonight. So obviously you're not going to get the Houston Rockets at full strength, but you are going to get the Houston Rockets with their best player. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um but uh, it's going to be a good game. Like I said, a good matchup here for the Denver Nuggets as they try to earn their first victory of the season. Let's take a look at some of these numbers here from a betting perspective. I want to make sure that everything's up to date, though, because I wrote my little story here this morning at like 8 or 9. So let me just pull up the numbers on the good old trusty Action Network app just to make sure I'm giving you guys the latest numbers here. And if you guys haven't downloaded the Action Network, and I, I want to try to have Matt Moore on this show here at some point as I uh, you know, get a little steam going and get more comfortable with it and all that good stuff, because he works for the Action Network, and he really knows his stuff when it comes to sports betting. But he's also a guy that has covered basketball and covered sports from a traditional perspective as well. So I'd love to get his opinion on 
the overall mesh between sports betting and traditional coverage. Um, so yeah, let's take a look here. So a little bit of movement on the public money, but uh, the lines still pretty much, yeah, they're still the same from this morning. Uh, Houston, the plus six and a half point underdog, which makes, which makes the uh, Denver Nuggets the minus six and a half point favorite tonight against the Rockets. And we saw this line open at Denver minus nine. And that was extremely surprising to me because I don't think Denver beat anybody by nine points right now. Uh, so we saw that number kind of come back down to earth here real quick and sitting here at Denver minus six and a half for the home favorites for tonight's game. And a perfect 50-50 split of public action right now. Uh, 50% of the bets going towards Houston against the spread and 50% of the bets going towards Denver against the spread. And looking here at the total, we've got a point total of 222. Uh, this had opened at 225.5 and, and dropped down, and that has not scared a lot of people. Um, or actually, I guess it would support it, but um, people really back in the over here with 73% of public money heading towards the over of 222. Again, that's a drop from where it opened up at, at 225 and a half. Let's take a look here at some betting trends and information from our friends over at covers.com. Now, this is, I love these little nuggets because it really kind of helps you. Uh, I, I think it paints a real big picture of just, you know, how both of these teams have fared up against each other here in recent time from a betting perspective. So um, Houston won four of the seven head-to-head matchups versus the Nuggets last season. And Houston only covered the spread in the games in which they won. So if the Nuggets win outright, uh, according, to, you know, if you're following the trends from last year, the Nuggets are going to cover the spread as well, uh, which usually is going to be the case as, as long as, you know, I, I don't know, but maybe minus nine, maybe that's not the case here tonight or minus six and a half. Um, you know, the Rockets have covered the spread in eight of the last 11 head-to-head matchups against the Nuggets overall. So, you know, a, a decent amount of success for Houston here from a betting perspective. And uh, the Rockets here, here's a, here's some Nuggets here. The Rockets are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following a straight-up loss. So, the, obviously, they lost versus the Portland Trailblazers. And they're 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following a straight-up loss. The Rockets are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games that came on a Monday. The Rockets are also 0 and it's like a tongue twister. The Rockets are also 0 and 4 against the spread in their last four games being played on one day of rest. So only one full day of rest for the Houston Rockets uh, between their last game and this one here tonight. And uh, over the last four games that f- that meet that criteria, the uh, Rockets have failed to cover the spread in those instances. And uh, a couple of trends here for the over under. The over is 5 and 0 in the Nuggets' last five overall. The over is 5 and 0 in the Nuggets' last five when their opponents allows. 100 or more points in their previous game and the over is 3-0-1 in the Nuggets last four games that came on a Monday so uh, a little bit of good information there uh, for you guys about uh, this game from a betting perspective obviously uh, the Rockets in the last four Monday games have been pretty damn bad and the Nuggets uh, have scored a lot of points in their last four games that have come on a Monday historically so take that information as you want uh, if you want more betting information be sure to check us out online denversportsbetting.com local betting news information and analysis guys that's where I just got all of that stuff from so check us out over there at denversportsbetting.com and if you want to put your money where your mouth is if you want to get your money out there and make some of these bets like I said at the beginning of the show guys be sure to follow me on social media at media by AP that's at media by AP on Instagram and Twitter I've signed up with damn near every single book in the state I know the bonuses I know uh, the different markets and whatnot and I just want to help you guys find the best sports book uh, for your needs help cater directly to you all that good stuff so follow me on social media guys at media by AP but let's get into these picks Uh, I think that Denver they are the better team tonight. They're a healthier team. There's no reason that they should lose this game. But I also said that about the Kings game. Um, and I'm just not confident at all in the Nuggets 
whatsoever. Um, and, and you know what? You know what? If the Nuggets come out tonight and they win by 15, so be it. So be it. But I'm not confident in them tonight uh, to win by more than six and a half points. Uh, they just, they look like they've been playing from behind all year long. I mean, I don't think anything's going to change in one game here tonight. You know, maybe they're able to catch Houston flat footed, uh, you know, because they're coming off just one full day of rest and obviously not having some star players. But I mean, even Houston without some of these players, you know, they're probably. Uh, you know, they're they're not as bad as that Sacramento team that we saw the other night. You know, I'll put it that way. And I just, I can't believe that the Nuggets lost that game to Sacramento. And obviously we saw James Harden by himself, you know, lose by two points to the Portland Trailblazers here in their first game of the season. So I'm going to rock with the Houston Rockets plus six and a half against the spread. Although I do think the Denver Nuggets should win this game. I just don't think it's going to be by more than six and a half points. So I'll uh, I'll take the points here. I think that Houston's going to keep this one close. Um, you know, I think, like I said, Denver should win this game but I just don't I'm not confident in them to win by you know a big margin here tonight and six and a half that's a that's a pretty steady margin uh for going up against a team you know like Houston that you know has someone in James Harden that can single-handedly keep a game close so I'll rock with Houston plus six and a half against the spread and uh, life as always is too short to bet the under so I'm going to go back to the well hopefully make it a third game in a row successfully picking the over under I'm rocking with the over of 222 tonight for this game I just think there's going to be a lot of points James Harden is going to have to do his thing so a a big potential game for James Harden so keep your eye on that I'm rocking with the over of 222 and the Houston Rockets plus six and a half against the spread again I am two and two so far this season on my picks well I guess two and three if you include my one Jamal Murray prop pick but I've kind of decided to just stay away from the prop picks here uh, in the early going of the season. So if you're if you're making if you're following just my picks against the spread and the, on the totals of the over under, um, I'm two and two so far this year. Two and zero oh on my picks against the over under, and zero oh and two so far on my picks against the spread. Although I have picked Denver in the first two games in which they were favorites, so I'm gonna go. The other way for this one, Houston plus six and a half against the spread. I just don't trust Denver. I don't trust Jamal Murray. And I just uh, would not be surprised if Denver lost this game outright. So if that's the case, that that might be an easy uh, easy win here if Houston wins tonight. So yeah, should be a good game, guys. But I want to thank you so, so much for listening to the latest installment here of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. You guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP. Guys, I'll be down at the Ball Arena tonight covering the game in person. So uh, you guys can, yeah, like I said, follow me on those social outlets. If you got any questions, hit me up. I'll be uh, covering the game live, you know, tweeting out some thoughts and opinions as I go along. All that good stuff, and uh, it should be a good time. And I just got the text from the boss. I should be uh, at the next handful of home games as well. So uh, my uh, request has been submitted, so hopefully uh, they like me enough to keep letting me back in the building. So uh, it should be a good one, guys. But want to thank you so, so much for listening to the latest installment here of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on Mile High Sports. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Spreaker, iTunes, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the uh, Nuggets are able to pull out a victory tonight and get a W in that column for the first time this season. But thank you guys so, so much. Again, Media by AP on social media if you guys want to stay up with me there. But I'll be back uh, here. Let me tell you, actually. That's exactly what I should do is tell you when I'm going to be back. So, yeah, these these uh, most of these podcasts are going to be coming out before the games. So I'll be back tomorrow, it looks like, as we've got the Sacramento Kings, the Nuggets now on the first night of a back-to-back uh, tonight against the Houston Rockets, and they'll travel tomorrow to Sacramento for a game against the Kings. So we'll get some reaction in tomorrow's show as well as a betting preview for the game in Sacktown tomorrow. So I'll talk to you guys then. Enjoy the game tonight, and let's see how it plays out, guys. Talk to you then.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.